This time, on episode 436 of Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D., we discuss the 1992 X-Men animated series season 3, episodes 10 and 19, as presented on Disney+, and weekly Marvel Studio news, including Thor Love and Thunder box office numbers, Madam Web's new release date, the fact that Deadpool, Deadpool 2, and Logan are coming to Disney+, and your feedback, including a very controversial Twitter poll. I'm Chris Farrell from the All Things Good and Nerdy podcast, a wacky weekend morning show, part of the Gun and Geek Network, just like the show you're checking out right now. Shows on the network are individually owned, and the opinions expressed may not reflect others. Find other awesome geeky shows over at GunnaGeekNetwork.com. You have been granted clearance by director Alfonso Mac McKenzie. Stand by for a shield debriefing. All information to be discussed here is classified and may only be discussed among agents granted clearance by the shield director. And now it's time for your scheduled debriefing. I'm Agent Lauren. I'm Agent Michelle. And I'm Agent Chris. And I'm producer of this show, Director SP. Welcome to Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. We're a Marvel Comic Universe fan show discussing the Marvel Cinematic and Marvel Comic Book Universes as told on screen by Marvel Studios and a few things that are just on Disney+. This show is recorded on Thursday, July 21st, 2022, live from the Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. studios and broadcast TV landwide. Come and join our live chat as we record. And if you didn't already catch it from the first couple of minutes here, we love talking about Marvel. Because of episode shenanigans. If you'd like to talk to us about episode shenanigans, you can visit our website at legendsofshield.com. If you want to rant about some episode shenanigans that just really, really annoyed you, leave us a voicemail at 844-THE-BUS-1. That's 844-843-2871. If you want to drop a gif of your reaction to the Disney Plus episode shenanigans, you can find us on Twitter at Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. You can find us on YouTube, youtube.com slash go to geek. If you know who decided that now was the perfect time to shift all these episodes around, why don't you let us in on the secret and come on over to the Discord server at gunnageek.com slash Discord. And remember, Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. is a proud member of the gunnageek.com network. Everybody, Agent Lauren is back with us tonight. Yay! Yay! She's broadcasting from the surface of the moon. <laughs> um, I am further away from sea level now. It's weird. Yeah, and the air is a little thinner. And <laughs> Yeah, I can walk upstairs without panting now, though. Uh, it took you By a while. By the way, everybody uh, who doesn't know, I no longer live in Texas. I am now in Colorado. So, upgrade. <laughs> and she's doing so, shows she can get to the moon. Yeah. Well, so people can eventually, I, I know I'm going to get space sick, so <laughs> <laughs> my inner ear is just too messed up. Talking about inner ears being messed up, I don't think I talked about this on the show. My nephew came into town for a, a work-related thing for me, actually, and we went to a nearby place where you could do a simulation for, on a fighter jet, and he decided it was a two-person thing, and he wanted me to go in with him. I did. He decided he wanted to fly, and I was the gunner, and we spent the entire four minutes upside down. Sounds like me. <laughs> So it was really fun. Anyway, we have a lot to talk about tonight. We are very confused, getting out of the confusion, but still very confused. We know San Diego Comic-Con is going on right when we're recording this. We will talk about that news next week. But in the meantime, we're delving back into our X-Men, the animated series content. You guys ready to talk about it? Ooh! Yay! It's x Previously on Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. They premiered on Fox Kids in kind of a weird order, which we'll talk about later. Something really seems off with the timeline here, even considering that we're talking about X-Men. 
I'm really glad I told y'all how out of order these things were because I had to look at Disney Plus and then IMDb and then Disney Plus again because I honestly thought I told you the wrong three episodes. Flashback of Belusa. I didn't even know who that character was. I had to look it up. Silver Samurai, I believe, is the character, which is a known supervillain in the Marvel Cinematic Universe. Okay. Big enough to be in Marvel versus Capcom. What's the bar for that? I don't even know. Is there a bar? Um, Maybe a dartboard? Yeah, that's probably more like it. <laughs> Who do we have the rights to that we could throw in here? And that previously on was brought to you by our very own Agent Chris. Chris, thank you very much for doing all the hard leg work for that. It was a ton of fun, except for the part where I just realized right now that I'm wearing the same shirt I was wearing the last time we talked to x <laughs> Yeah, I was looking at my backdrop behind me in my office. I was like, man, I actually cleaned this place up. It looks pretty good now. Don't have boxes behind the seat. That's cool. The boxes have migrated over here. <laughs> Pay no attention. Anyway, let's get into talking about X-Men. So X-Men, the animated series, season three, episode 10 and 19, as shown on Disney+. Plus. Today, July 21st, 2022, premiered on Fox Kids. The long shot premiered Saturday, October 5th, 1996. That's episode 10. Episode 19, Love in Vain, premiered Saturday, February 10th, 1996. So you can see right away we have some swappage of dates going on. We're going to get into more of it right now. But in the meantime, let's concentrate on what happened. Michelle, what happened? Longshot. Mojo uses Jubilee as a prize to lure Longshot and the X-Men into a deadly contest, which Mojo broadcast live to raise ratings. Love in vain. In a New Mexico desert, Wolverine witnesses a spaceship crash carrying horrific alien bug-like creatures, the colony. Is that what it was, the colony? I never got their names. <laughs> That's what they are on the series. I have some stuff to say about that when we get to it. All right. Plus spaceship. Spaceship. Yeah, we'll talk about that, too. That's what happened in these two episodes. Let's talk about our initial reactions as we watched it in the last day. Chris, why don't you go first? Despite all of the craziness of when we learned that the episodes were getting out of order, these were fairly self-contained even though they're ones where it's better that we watch some of the episodes that we had watched. I think these are perfectly fine for our purposes on getting everything kind of back in step, and then we can just roll through the future episodes. I think the new episode slots make sense. The long shot episode is closer to Mojo Vision, which was in season two. Love in Vain starts with Scott and Jean leaving for a trip, which signals how their relationship is doing after the Dark Phoenix saga and after Cyclops finding out who his father is. So I had a little bit of deja vu when I was watching it. First of all, with the long shot episode, I think one of the last episodes I was on for Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. was talking about that episode. Or else I was going to talk about it and then couldn't. Something I know I remember watching the episode. But yeah, it was pretty self-contained. Same with the one about the totally not brood and Rogue's ex-boyfriend, which I had a very vivid memory of watching that one on Saturday morning. It was great to get back into the series. Definitely can tell some of the production differences that are starting to creep in, especially since one of these episodes was originally let out in what was season five. All right. We're going to start talking about what the heck happened, Michelle. And this is not when it aired in 1992. We're talking about this week in July of 2022. Michelle had the honor of discovering this mess as she was initially creating the show notes. So, Michelle, please, what happened with the order of these episodes this week? Okay. I go in, great show notes, go to Disney Plus. Make sure that have the episodes that we're going to do because I was wanted to, you know, cue them up to watch. I log in, click on, you know, continue watching X Men. 
And it's an episode. I see an episode like three or something with a bar that said I watched it. But this isn't. I haven't watched this. We're not on this season yet. What is going on? And then I looked. It was completely out of order. There was no episode one. It was like two. And then I went through. There were two episode tens. And then I realized, wait a minute, I was comparing our schedule to the order. And then I'm like, wait a minute. The episode we were going to talk about, that's not here. Wait, what? Where did Love in Vain go? Where did where did this episode go? How come how come this is a, wait, 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 what happened? And so I had to go back through and I went through season one and compared it and realized that. Disney Plus apparently listened to us when we kept saying, how come they just didn't put this in story order? And they were like, you know what, Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D., you're in the middle of talking about the X-Men animated series. Well, you know what we're going to do. We're just going to take your advice and completely shift everything around and put it in better story order. So thank you for the advice. So good luck with the rest of your podcast. You know what? They were a little bit confused because they were listening to Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. talk about the X-Men in the animated series. And then all of a sudden we're talking about Miss Marvel. So they were like, well, if they're going to go out of order, we're going to go out of order. Oh, goodness. It was um, I was kind of like a chicken with my head cut off. I asked for like a little emergency meeting yesterday. And fortunately, the three agents here calm me down and realize why don't we just take the two episodes that they moved from you know the the season and put them you know they put them here in season three we'll just talk about them now and deal with the rest you know later lauren are you okay with this you watched the series when it was out in the 90s are you okay with this yeah i'm i'm used to watching shows where the orders get thrown. It's like somebody took a bunch of tiles and just threw them up in the air and they're like, okay, this is the order we're showing them in. It wasn't too like jarring to me to have it out of order and it wasn't too jarring for me to have it in order. But then again, I'm not the one doing the schedule. So yeah, the schedule part that was definitely would have racked my brain. And as producer of the show, ultimately that would have laid on my feet if Michelle wasn't able to do it. But you just, in all honesty, Michelle does control our schedule here. So if she didn't have a list of what was scheduled, we wouldn't have known aside from the previously watched on our Disney accounts. Well, don't forget, too, that even the day before that was a different order of episodes. Like, I was texting y'all Tuesday. Okay, like, are we going with the titles or are we going with the numbers? Just to make sure. And then by the time that all went you know it seemed like a fairly simple thing Haley and i decide you know what just forget it or monday rather i guess like forget it we'll watch the episodes tomorrow and be fine we went back and watched the downhill of the simpsons and then tuesday night was just kind of a wash because you know i've got wednesday i can watch them i've got thursday i can watch them not a big deal and then they go and screw it up on us again yeah, and fortunately, we were able to talk to you like right after you got home from work, and we were able to give you that time basically to watch the episodes. Then, at least they didn't do it today. At least they gave us like a day, maybe thirty six hours before the podcast, which we're used to because we watch the Disney Plus things that come out on Wednesday, and then we talk about them on Thursday. So we do have kind of—I won't say that's a really fast turnaround, but at least that's a quick for a hobbyist turnaround so we had that going on i don't have a problem with it i wish we would have gotten the story order like when we started because it would a lot of stuff would have made sense the whole dark phoenix and the the phoenix sagas basically both would have gone by a little bit better following gene and scott in the midst of all that as it was i mean i just rolled with it it was cartoons in the 90s cartoons in the 80s were worse by the way but cartoons in the 90s were yeah, it just expected it from him. So, okay. Thank you very much, Michelle, for leading us through this. And from now on, we will be going by the Disney Plus order. And I would be a little flexible myself about the fact that this could still happen some more. Better not. The people at Disney Plus or Marvel Studios, if you're 
listening to this, thank you for putting it in story order. We appreciate it. We just wish you would have given us some heads up. You didn't. Makes me wonder if they're going to do the same thing with Clone Wars. We'll bug the right people about that a little bit later in the future. See if we can, you know, get on that hotline for, hey, things are switching up. Yeah, that'd be cool. You know, just a a smoke signal would have worked just fine. All right. We're going to leave that discussion for now. If you, our listener or watcher, you have some input that we haven't talked about right now, you have some insight or something like that, we would love to hear it and we'll talk about it in a future show. In the meantime, we're going to talk about these two episodes that we watched that we should have already watched. And we are going to move forward talking about Jubilee because she was kind of a cog in both of these episodes, but definitely the first one. And there were some interesting things about Jubilee, right, Michelle? Getting driving lessons from Wolverine. If you've read the comic, you know that Wolverine and Jubilee have a great relationship, and I'm glad they put it in the series. It was a great opening up with that. And we get Jubilee getting a little sweet on Longshot, and he's blonde and attractive. And what's interesting is seeing her journey with her crush and the crush having to give her a kiss on the cheek before he goes. The next episode is Cold Comfort. In that episode, Jubilee helps Bobby escape because he's looking for his girlfriend. Her actions in Longshot, that whole teenage, teenagers, being a teenager is rough. I'm too old to sort of like kid things, but I'm too young to be adult, but I'm expected to be maturing. I don't know what's going on. That angst that she's going through, having those two episodes, you know, having long shot now makes her actions in cold comfort a bit more understandable. Yeah, just Jubilee in this whole thing. I like how she is trying to be an adult. I don't like how the X-Men are treating her like a 12-year-old for a lot of this, except for Wolverine at this point. But that's also fairly realistic to how a lot of people will teach somebody who's just a teenager. And you can just tell this whole time Jubilee is trying to be an adult, trying to get them to see her as an adult, trying to be a useful member of the team. And a lot of the time proving that she really is a useful member of the team. If somebody will just let her have a chance to do things and not hide her away at the base because they're worried that they're going to get a kid hurt. So I had a bit of the same reaction that I've started having when I watched little mermaid in that they'll be like, oh, but I'm this age. And I'm like, oh, no, you're a child. That said, you know, coming back to this after so long, I was so annoyed by Jubilee when I was younger. And now that I'm older and can kind of look back on that with like, oh, that was what it was like being a teenager. She bugs me a lot less. A couple of things I have to say about Jubilee. I've dogged on her about her piloting experiences so i'm really glad that they're actually going through the steps of getting her her learner's permit she's 15 that's what you do at 15 in most states in the united states or at least that's what you did in the 90s i realize that some of the ages have grown up since then but she is getting that and having taught not one but three kids two daughters how to drive one of which was a little bit more challenging than the rest i could say i never left the car to go throw up or anything like that, like Wolverine might have, but it is an important part of growing up. And also, I will say, she still is a teenager because she's having this heartthrob moment with this TV star who she wasn't around with when they were doing the whole Phoenix saga before. She didn't go to that planet. So this is her first indications of long shot. And she is, you know, really into that stardom. And I will say one more thing about Jubilee. She was fighting off those Terminator-like dogs, right? She lit one of the the light beams at one, and it kind of dissipated, but still kept on coming back at her because it was able to disassemble and reassemble. She didn't miss a beat. She was pushed back on her back, and she pushed up with her legs and her 
arms and she was able to throw that dog off. The Jubilee of season one would have been, no, no, don't hurt me. The Jubilee of season three now is one of she's been trained enough to be a standard X-Men. You get in a fight, you're losing. You got to fight back. And that's exactly what she did. So I did enjoy that part of Jubilee as well. I also find it really funny that Longshot, I kept thinking, oh, Longshot's supposed to be so attractive, but he has that horrible mullet. And then I remembered, mullets are back. It's weird. Everything old is new again. I guess mullets are now timeless. You have to style them, though. You can't have the rat hair mullet. No. There used to be a woman at my church that had the most mullety mullet. Like, I'm talking in the early 2000s. So I got a question for you guys. Because I don't know. What are Longshot's powers supposed to be? Okay, so he is lucky. They kept calling him the lucky one. It's kind of like how Domino has the power to like manipulate probability. He's just naturally lucky. And with that, he's also like attractive and competent. And But the thing is that a lot of his appeal in the comics, at least when I was reading them, was him being a fish out of water in, like, the X-Force? No, X-Factor comics that he was in for a while. It also seemed, at least in the episode, that he had a little precognition. He held Jubilee's coat and said, I don't see a future for her. And every time his eye flashed, I think he could probably see maybe a few seconds that added to his luck. That's what it looked like in the episode to me. And if I'm remembering right, his luck is also kind of based on if he's being a, to put it really bluntly, a good guy or not. So, like, if he's trying to be selfish about it and win the lottery, yeah, he's not going to do that. But if he's reaching his hand out the window randomly, then, oh, look, I just caught this kitten that was falling. How lucky. Okay, I had to go back and look at Wikipedia, and Chris is right. He has favorable probability outcomes or good luck that protect him when his motives are pure. So I guess kind of keep him accountable there. I've never, even when they were going against the X-Men in the Phoenix saga, I don't think his motives weren't pure, at least here. In the comics, it might be a different story, but in the animated series, we've only seen a, a good motive long shot. Yeah, he had his own um, solo title for a while. He was an X-Factor. I did remember that correctly. He's a lot of fun there. He was in the Exiles team. And uh, I'm not real sure what he's doing lately because I haven't, I don't think I've read Marvel Comics in like almost a decade now. <laughs> hmm. I just got a bunch today. Mm. Yeah, I'm, I'm ever, I think Battle World was the last stuff uh, that I read. It's a good one to leave on if you're going to leave on something. They were doing something with the X-Men that annoyed me. I don't remember. <laughs> They're always doing something with the X-Men that annoy you. One of the things I thought was interesting about the episode, it started with Wolverine and Jubilee. It actually ended with Wolverine trying to comfort Jubilee because he actually said, take it from someone who has lost many, which is true. The trail of X's Wolverine has is long. I thought that was sweet. It began with him, you know, mentoring her and it ended with him trying to comfort her. Talking about Wolverine, he had one of the most hilarious spots in this episode because when they get back to the mansion with Longshot in tow, he's got his hands on the table and then he pulls his hood over his head inside the mansion as they're talking about what they, they weren't like rolling out or anything at that point in time. They were literally just having a staff meeting and figuring out what's going on. And he pulls the head, the hood on. That was just hilarious. He's just pulling on his power cowl. <laughs> I kind of pictured it as the, I don't have to talk to you hoodie thing where you do that. And then you just pull the drawstrings. I can't hear you. I'm going to say what I think. I'm not going to listen to you. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I just don't see Logan doing that, but maybe uh, we'll see. I enjoyed seeing Mojo again because Mojo at the end of the episode was reduced to nothing because his own ratings went against him, right? He's at 100%. He's like the star of his own universe, his own dimension. 
and then he's getting beaten and the ratings go it's always great when people who are full of themselves really start to realize that they're just not that great another thing i noticed about this episode is the opening sequence is different i mean like vastly different the music's different the scenes are different i was watching this going this is clearly a different season or whatever because it's at now i did a little research and i don't know if this is how the intro is going to be in the entirety of season five, but this might be the only episode that's like this. I think it might be. So I don't know if this was maybe an alternative pilot, but that can't be because there were shots in it from season two and three. So I don't know what happened here. I think they might've tried something and then it didn't work. So they went back. I don't know. So it's a one-off unique. It's like a collectible in comics. Get one and it's worth more because it's different. The whole alternative pilot thing kind of makes you want us to watch Pride of the X-Men where we have randomly Australian Wolverine. Yeah. Well, I mean, and look at what we got in the end too, right? Yeah. I also enjoyed that the biggest threat was to be be canceled, quote unquote, be canceled. We're going to cancel you. So you go to the broadcast standards and practices. It's kind of a unique way to deal with it because it's not like I'm going to terminate you or I'm going to kill you. I'm going to cancel you. And this is well, well before cancel culture. So it was just a unique way to say, we're going to do something bad to you. So I did enjoy that, but it's very Hollywood. I mean, the the whole thing, like when your biggest threat is to be canceled, that's, you know, total Hollywood, which is, is a spoof on Hollywood anyway. So I think it went fine. Our next episode, For Love in Vain, it's all about the rogue. I love the whole rogue thing. There's so much more to it, though. There is what Lauren said was arguably the brood is in there and the spaceship, the Uncanti and everything. So there was a lot going on. And I will just start by saying, poor, poor Carl. But aside from that, where does everybody want to start? Ooh, okay, um, just get this out of the way to begin with. So we have actually seen the brood in X-Men, the animated series. I think in the last Mojo World episode, uh, there's like a brood in the audience. The brood was created in the comics as a wholesale ripoff of the xenomorphs from Alien. And they to the point where they have like a brood queen and stuff like that. Apparently, the reason that was given, at least on IMDb, was they wanted to make them more animator friendly. because the brood are insects. So instead here, they made them cyborg lizard people. But yeah, in the comics, the brood do infect people. They will turn them into brood. They will lay their eggs in you. It's super gross. The brood are terrible. Uh, although there is one who is in, oh, I'm blanking on what it was, but the one where Wolf, I think it was actually called Wolverine and the X-Men, where it was focusing on Wolverine as a teacher. And we got Brew, the actually like self-aware brood who is trying to be good so highly recommend that every time rogue sees some people in love again it's scott and jean i understand her anger she can't be touched she can't be held the emotional manipulation that the family colony brood do to get her to be the new queen is heartbreaking they find her first love they convince him to become infected he ends up allowing her to become infected and now she's getting her wish of being able to hug and kiss but it's a high price for love having to give up who you are your humanity in order to become this thing in order to be touched and she has to pick her humanity and that means going back to not being able to be touched and kissed did i remember his name wrong it's cody not carl right it's cody it's cody okay so paul cody i was wondering who carl was i was like did you name the akanti (laughs) yeah well yeah sure why not the akanti carl that's headcanon right now legends of shield i love the akanti we'll talk about Akani in a second but cody he wants it so bad, and I don't know if he's starstruck with Rogue or not, because he knows that she's a mutant now and a successful member of the X-Men team, or what's going on in his mind. But he was in high school, 
And then he was in the hospital in a coma for probably a while, but he's in the hospital for 10 years. And as soon as he gets out, he's like, okay, I want to go back to that life. And I want to have my girlfriend back of rogue and tries to find her stalks her basically finds her and then makes this deal with the aliens. Okay. I guess, but kind of, kind of weird there with rogue or with Cody and Cody was only in the coma for a few months. He comes okay. out of it. Rogue is gone. Rogue ran away. So when he wakes up, she's gone. He's only in the coma with for like three months. But he was in the hospital recovering for a while, right? No. Well, well, you typically do after a coma. I had a friend who was in a coma for about like about that long, about a month, two months, something like that. And she was in the hospital for months after doing rehab for just that time. But the thing that I kind of hated about that of Cody in this is so if I remember right, she was in her teens when all that went down. So imagine, you know, years later, your high school ex shows up and is like, I've always loved you. And it's like, how did you find me? But again, I love Rogue. Rogue was my favorite as a kid because I did not like being touched. And then I got older and it's like, oh, I actually like hugs now. And then, you know, with COVID and everything, you know, limited amount of hugs now. But she has never been able to have that at all. And she wants that contact with people. And it's so sad. And the degree to which that left her vulnerable, because you see this with people joining cults. It's like, you want to belong. You want to be a part of something. You want to feel whole. And the brood is kind of a cult, sort of. They fit a lot of the criteria. So does this bring up memories of the last cult you were in, Lauren? Okay, thankfully I was only there for like 12 hours. (laughs) We'll get that story later. Mm Mm-hmm. I will say this would be a perfect story to revisit in X-Men 97 because Cody has now lost the love of his life with Rogue at the end. He's gone away back to wherever home planet that the brood came from. And he's now an alien species who has been denied the five or six bodies or whatever it was that they were going to take from the X-Men to augment the race to go into the future, because that's how they populate the race going forward. So the leader is going to pass away. She said she was getting ready to pass. So it's going to be Cody almost in a vengeance against the X-Men for ruining his life, right? This is a, this is a good origin story for another story down the road. Don't forget too, that with his, from his perspective, he was kissing rogue and then he wakes up from a coma and she's gone. So it's not like he had any kind of closure with anything. I mean, I'm certainly not defending stalking somebody 10 years after they completely left you, but I can understand the heartache of losing somebody like that. So let's talk about the flying fish, right? It's a big flying whale, flying fish, whatever. We have seen this in sci-fi lately. The Clone Wars had the space whales, right? We've seen it in other sci-fi. Obi-Wan. Yeah, that Obi-Wan. Space shows up again in Obi-Wan, but it's dead this time. <laughs> right. And my favorite flying whale fish place, the best Zelda game, Legend of Zelda Link's Awakening. And hello, Farscape. Yeah. But what I'm getting at is the CGI is going to be so much better now when they bring the Akante into the MCU on the live action, if they ever do. I think they will. That is going to be great. But this is just the standard 90s cartoon flying fish, right? My spouse walked through while I was watching and was like, what's up with that fish axolotl? I was like, it's a spaceship. Don't question it. Haley said that too. So Professor X is able to mind link with this thing who will name Carl now just because my gaff earlier. So Professor X links up with Carl 
and is able to tell that what is going on with the Akante, it's it's not bad, it's just being forced to do this. So they are actually able to get Carl to help them in coming back to the Earth and being able to offload the people that are going to be staying there and then going on. So I think the Akane are pretty cool. I mean, it looks very cheesy, but I think it's going to be pretty cool. And it is not a only thing in sci-fi these days, as we have all stated. Hashtag bring back the Akante. I enjoyed these two episodes for what they were. I'm glad we watched them like out of order, out of how we're normally doing it, because we would have already watched them before we covered Miss Marvel. And I'm looking forward to actually going into the correct story time going forward with season four and season five. So thank you. I just wish it wasn't in the middle of us talking about it, but at least we got to talk about it actually happening and the fact that it wasn't announced anywhere because I haven't seen any stories about it either. Which is odd because I remember seeing think pieces of people complaining when the show appeared on Disney Plus talking about how it's out of order. I'm surprised there's no think pieces about, oh, they put it in order now. The other thing I will say is, and I've said this before as we're covering X-Men, the animated series, is I wish it wasn't so difficult to actually find because you have to go in Disney Plus to the Marvel page, if you will, and then you have to go down, I don't know, like 10 or 12 rows down until you get to the legacy animation. And then it's not even on the screen. You have to scroll off to the side in order to find it. And it's right next to Spider-Man, if I believe correctly. But all the newer stuff is kind of right there and then off to the side. So unless you're really looking for it, you're not going to find it. And I hope they put it more center as X-Men 97 is getting closer so people can get caught up on it that aren't listening to Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. and know that it exists on Disney+. Plus. Search bar. I can't imagine they won't do that, though. That's how I found it. What terms do you use, though? Because X-Men probably brings up a ton. It does. I put in X-Men, and then I was putting in, like, animated... And, and it came it popped up. up. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Earlier today, I I just put put up the X, and then a bunch of X Men stuff showed up, so I just scrolled over to it. But you still had to scroll. Yeah. In in that okay, I was watching it on my TV, and it's like three rows of stuff, and it was the second after the two thousand movie. Was it on the main screen? Yeah. Yeah. It comes up. It comes up. It's not that far down. I'll have to talk about it, or I have, to, I have to actually try it, talk about it. I'm talking about it now. All right. Anything else about these two episodes, gang? I'm good. They're getting a lot of usage out of that theme song footage, though. As they're sitting there, like, looking at, oh, look, these are some of the people that we want to be taking for our race and make them be part of the colony. Yep, there's the themes on footage just going off on the nebulous screen things that I don't know how they exist inside of a giant flying space whale. It's actually the appendix and it just evolved real weird. No, I don't know. Every time I watch these episodes or any of these episodes, I'm just thrown back to my childhood and I love it. I love coming back with an adult eye and because the last time I tried to do a rewatch of this, I only got through like season two because there's so much TV. And so I'm really happy to have like a dedicated time to do it and then talk about it and compare that to the completely uncritical. Oh my God, I love this. When I was a kid, I'm so glad to be back talking it with y'all. Bring up a great point. There's been so many series that I've had to start and stop because I have to go on to watch something else that I'm dedicated for on podcasting right now, primarily Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D., which isn't a bad thing. It just means that I can't watch other things. Like, I haven't seen Space Force Season 2. I haven't finished Lost in Space Season 3. I haven't seen Season 3 or 4 of Stranger Things. So I could go on and on, but there's just a lot of stuff because there's so much available. And at the same time, I am... Yes, uh, please forgive me. I still have cable. I still have the cable boxes. I am rewatching or watching everything that's on them. 
and I'm deleting them and I'm getting rid of them because the cost of cable is outrageous compared to what I can get on YouTube TV right now. So I do plan on doing that in the next couple of weeks and it'll probably be a couple more months realistically, but I am done with that linear TV part of my life and I'm moving on to something else right now, which also cuts into my time to watch other streaming things, which I'm slightly aggravated on, but I know once I get rid of the linear TV, the cable that I'll be able to watch a lot more streaming stuff, but great, great uh, standpoint there. All right next week we will be covering x-men the animated series season four episodes one through four and if you have any comments about this change in the disney plus continuity or the next four episodes please drop us a line and we'll talk about it next week in the meantime we have some non-san diego comic-con news to cover but it's still important First up is some Thor Love and Thunder news. Disney's Thor Love and Thunder is having a great fall with a minus 68% drop for a second weekend to 46 million. And the sequel isn't even theatrical day and date like Black Widow was last year on Disney Plus. While the film improved beyond its high 130 opening estimates, Last weekend, into the 144 million range, it's cleared those sour audience exits of a B-plus cinema score and a three and a half stars are taking their toll. Thor's second weekend drop ranks among MCU's worst, including Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness, which is minus 67%, and Black Widow, which is minus 68%. Worldwide, Disney has a different brag on Thor Love and Thunder. The film is about to cross the half billion mark worldwide domestic stands at 233.2 million global is at 498 million the pics imax screen stateside have a running total of 20.5 million i know i haven't had a chance to go see it just because of life and everything it just hasn't worked out timing wise but the biggest complaint i've heard from everybody is that it's not ragnarok and if that's your big complaint, that still leaves a lot of room for a movie to be really good. Plus Natalie Portman. I want more Natalie Portman rapping. So I did go see it, and I really, really liked it. I like Ragnarok better. I just think it's a more, it's tighter. But I really enjoyed it. I had some nitpicks that I will talk about when we podcast on it. But I thought it was a lot of fun and I ugly cried for a bit and the shawarma has me very excited. If you look at the movies that have had those drops, it's all the ones since the start of COVID. And I know I don't want to risk going. It used to be I would go to see Star Wars like 10 times in the theater. And first of all, I don't have the time for that anymore but also i went out and did my risk and came home and i'm trying to be very selective with what i go to the movies and see because of that and i think i'd like to see how that compares percentage wise with some other movies that might be kind of comparable in terms of being the blockbuster movies i kind of want to see what the percentage on those since covid the drop has been for the second week Chris, do you happen to have the Top Gun numbers on the tip of your hat? Because you're interested in the box office normally. I do not. That's one of the movies that's just thumping on Thor is the new Top Gun. That has taken off for some reason. I can't wait to watch it in my home. I am in an area. I don't even know if the theater gets cleaned. I'm not sure. I can't take that risk. I want to go see movies. I do, but I'm not there yet. So it's really weird. I've actually, there were more people masking when I was back in Texas. And granted, I was in Austin, but I'm in Denver now. And it is depressing 
how few masks there are. So I am going to be reevaluating what movies I go see. I really, really, really want to see Nope. But I'm going to have to be like looking at seating charts and trying to go when the theater's like empty and at weird hours. You shouldn't risk your life to go see a movie. Even if it's not risking your life, I don't want to be sick for a few days or whatever. There's a member of the Gonna Geek podcast network that has transitioned to the professional space. And this individual recently got COVID like within the past week. The individual said it was the worst feeling that they had in a while and that the first day the individual wanted to go to the hospital. Okay, that's besides the point. I mean, a lot of people have gotten over it. If you just don't want to feel that bad, then regardless of whether you're in consideration of, of dying because you're at risk or whatever. Yeah, I, I don't want to. I already have enough stuff wrong with me. I don't want to get long COVID. Same. I have asthma and other things. I can't. Whenever I got the flu, I would always have at least three to five more days than the regular person. Yeah. So it doesn't have, it's not necessarily life and death anymore, but it's still a consideration. That's my point. It is still a consideration, right? And is why we're not mandating any of us to go to the theater because I don't want to force anybody into that decision. Could I look at seating charts and go see a movie? Yeah, absolutely. I have found empty theaters before. I'm sure I can find empty theaters now to go watch one of these. But why? It's going to come out on Disney Plus in a certain amount of time. Might not be 45 days, might be 90 days, but I can still wait that 90 days to see it, especially since we just got done saying how much content we all have yet to watch, right? So I'm not hurting for it. Yes, we love Marvel. This podcast started out as a TV show, Marvel Review Podcast. So movies are kind of in the ballpark since it's MCU, right? Marvel Cinematic Universe, but it's never been our primary content. It's always been the television shows. All right, I found the Top Gun numbers. Let's go. Week by week. So you're starting off about $200 million. That second week, they're down 33%. Third week, they're down almost 43%. From the high or from the second week? It's looking like from the second week because they from the second week was 137 million and then they're down to 70. So basically it's a week ahead of what these numbers are of the one week drop of almost 70%. It's taken 2 weeks for Top Gun to go down that far. And then everything's just kind of slowly going down there and then this week it finally took a big Diff- statistically different drop at 44%. Okay. So that's the other big blockbuster that's out there right now. I think the burnout factor is also very real here. From the MCU or yes, from movies? Top Gun is, you know, right now, nostalgia is a thing. It's the, you know, the generation that is currently making stuff is nostalgia. It's like how there was all those movies about the 1970s and the 90s. Now we're getting all the movies about the 80s and 90s now. Things like Stranger Things and what was I just watching that I was like, oh, the nostalgia here is interesting. Oh, Cobra Kai. Finally saw Cobra Kai. And so there's that poll. Okay, we're going to go and look at the stuff from our childhood that we loved uncritically and go back and kind of make a statement about it. I've heard that Top Gun Maverick, that the story is so much better than the original Top Gun, which is, let's face it, a really simple story. And I'm curious. I didn't want to go see it, but I'm curious about it. So when it comes to streaming, I'll watch it. But with Marvel, the good and bad thing about Marvel is that you know what to expect. It's kind of like when you go to a McDonald's you know what you're getting. So I always know there's going to be three big action scenes. There's going to be some humor in there. It's probably going to make me cry at some point. And it'll have some really good nods for comic fans. But a lot of people don't like McDonald's, you know? It's 
if you eat something every single day for however long, you're not going to... I ate peanut butter sandwiches for a year once because my dad kept packing them. I could not taste peanut butter for years afterwards. And I feel like with Marvel, we've been getting that kind of backlash of people being like, oh my God, again with this. And again, I'm fine. I love it. But I can see why people would lose their interest. We'll see what the next movies bring us. If they make any alterations to the release, if they go to some sort of more controlled home release or something, I don't know. So we'll see how this plays out. In the meantime, Thor was falling. It's an entertaining movie from everything that I've heard. Even the haters say, well, well yeah, it was entertaining. It just wasn't Endgame. Well, of course it's not going to be Endgame. Anyway, we'll talk about it when we get there. Lauren, what do we got going on with Sony? Okay, so Sony is pushing their Spider-Man family title, Madam Web, from July 7th to October 6th of next year, 2023. The first weekend of October has historically been a goldmine for Sony, where they own the second month's, this month's second and third biggest openings, with Venom Let There Be Carnage for $90 million and Venom with $80.2 million. It's going to be directed by S.J. Clarkson, who directs Matt Sazama and Burke Sharpless's script about a clairvoyant whose psychic abilities allow her to see within the spider world itself. And it's starring Dakota Johnson as presumably Madam Webb. Also has Sydney Sweeney, Emma Roberts, Celeste O'Connor, Isabella Merced, Tahir Rahim, Mike Epps, and Adam Scott. In addition, Sony is moving a Marvel Universe title from October 6th to June 7th, 2024. So... Could that be the next Spider-Man? The title is the only one on that weekend to date. We'll see how it all plays out. I am curious, and I also still need to see Venom Let There Be Carnage. I'm not surprised that Sony moved the title. This is probably in response after consultation that Kevin Feige had his offsite with everybody coming up with what they're going to do with the MCU from now on. So they have that plan now. So having that plan, you can map stuff out, including the next Spider-Man movie. So it just might be better to have the next Spider-Man movie in 2024 than 2023. It's to everybody's advantage, both Sony and Marvel, to get it right. So we'll see how that goes. And now for our special Disney Plus correspondent, Chris. Chris, what's going on in Disney Plus? Well, Deadpool, Deadpool 2, and that weird guy that doesn't Break the Fourth Wall Logan are coming to Disney Plus at San Diego Comic-Con 2022. It has been announced before we recorded this even that Deadpool and Deadpool 2 and Logan are all going to be available to watch on Disney Plus starting Friday, July 22nd. Ooh, that's tomorrow as we record slightly in the past as this episode comes out. So by the time you're hearing this, you could have watched the movies already and then learned that you could have watched the movies. So don't forget, if you have your little ones, check your parental settings. I don't have to worry about that because my little ones all have fuzzy feet and don't know how to use the remote. You don't know. They could be adversely affected by Deadpool. No, I've watched them. They're kind of dumb. <laughs> I mean, they might see the little hand be, gr you know, grow and be like, "Ew, I don't want that. Yeah. If my pets are fine with what with me watching deathmatch wrestling and them being in the room, I think pets can be fine with swears and tiny baby hands. I think this is great. I think they, they did need to fix the parental controls first before they brought these titles over. And I'm glad they did. I know they were produced by Fox, now owned by Disney, which owns Marvel Studios. So it just makes sense to put all the toys in one basket. Especially since they've already used Patrick Stewart in the MCU. So, yeah, why not? All right, so we have a little bit of controversy to talk about right now. Somebody with access to the Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. Twitter account, which could be anyone that you see on screen or you're hearing through your microphones right now with this episode posted this. It was a poll on legends of shield, Twitter account, which was the better Marvel series, a 
Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. B. Ms. Marvel. With 499 votes in one day, Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. won this by 88.2%, with Ms. Marvel at 11.8%. And I will say, I was watching this throughout the day, and Ms. Marvel was in that 10% the entire time. So this is something that was pretty statistically relevant, at least to those who were responding to our poll. Okay. 88.2% Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. There was a lot of comments like six episodes versus 132 episodes or whatever it is. I forget what it is with Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. Apples and oranges, just not the same thing. Okay, I get it. But we're not getting an Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. style show anymore. We're getting these six to eight to ten episode shows on Disney Plus now. So we kind of got to compare them because this is what we had versus this is what we have now. I don't think actually the differentiation should be that big. There was probably a lot of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. fans that jumped on this. So IMO, the problem here was indeed that it is two different kinds of television formats. You have the limited series versus the ongoing series. I think a better poll would be just all of the Disney Plus series, throw that one in, compare all of them. And then in a separate poll, compare like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. with Spider-Man, the animated series, X-Men, the animated series, X-Men Evolution, the shows that ran for long enough that you could spend, you know, days worth of hours getting to know these characters, getting to love these characters, as opposed to we're getting six to ten episodes, usually six now, I feel like, is their number. And it's like a very long movie as opposed to an ongoing story. I think it signals that perhaps some people are missing the longer form story. They wish Miss Marvel was longer. We even commented we would have liked a couple more episodes so it wouldn't have felt so rushed. When you had Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., yes, 20 to 22 episodes sometimes just felt long. They did later on in the later season sort of do like these little 13 episode chapters, if you will. I think people are wanting more time with characters. I think that's what this poll reflects. I don't think six episodes is a long enough time to tell the same kind of story. Because with six episodes, I feel like you're making a really long movie or a couple movies, and that's it. You can't get into the same kind of nuance that you can with a 13 or 24 episode season. And yeah, when you're watching that, you're complaining about the filler episodes. So people are going to complain about stuff no matter what. But also, this poll doesn't tell us how much they like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. better. If I like Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. better, 51% 49%. My vote is all the way on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. because you have made us pick one extreme or the other. I think it was relevant in the sense that the three of us that watched Ms. Marvel and podcasted on it, we'll leave Lauren out of this, at least for now. We really enjoyed Ms. Marvel to the point where we all said Ms. Marvel was our favorite Disney Plus show. Same. This episode, this podcast, is about. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. That's how it started. That's why the name of this podcast is Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. So we we watched Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I podcasted on just about every episode of Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I enjoyed it. I enjoyed it more than I think I probably should have in the sense that I didn't have the extensive Marvel background as everybody else. But I did enjoy it. And for me... I probably would have picked Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. as well because there was just so many cool moments that were built up over time. Quake's transformation, for one, right? Quake's solo shot of going through that uh, lab and the one long action shot that she broke her arm in. The love story between the two older characters. I think you don't get that in something like Ms. Marvel. Which I think is saying something because we all enjoyed Ms. Marvel. 
I think you all are right. I think we need to post some other polls to try to get more of a gauge. I don't think we're going to get as big a response on the future polls because I don't think it's going to be as polarizing, but we'll try. We'll see how that goes and we'll report back. It would be interesting if you did Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. versus Daredevil. That's a little bit closer. Would you do just Daredevil or would you do all of the Defenders? Not just the Defender show, but all of the Defender shows that were on Netflix. I would do all of the Defenders shows. Well, first off, you have Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. versus one show. If you do a poll that all of a sudden is Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. versus a many, then we don't know if it's because of more choices. I think the poll should be in the format that you started. So we have fewer variables to consider. What about a bracket? Yes, that's exactly what I was thinking. You still have your 1v1. You get going. Yeah, you have the, the shortest form ones on one side. Yeah, it's a pity that we didn't have this discussion in March because we could have made it thematic. But yeah, you have the the Disney Plus stuff over here. You have the longer form ones over here. And then the winners meet and we vote. Okay, we that's one up. way to do it. Yeah, we'll do and it. And then come back and redo it with like bulk Disney Plus versus. Yeah, okay. Well, we'll talk about it offline and I'm sure one of y'all will be running with it in the future. I already know a place to run the bracket. All right. Well, Chris, before you get to run the bracket, what should we do right now? Well, I think before anything else, we have to jump back into normal continuity. We hope you're having as much fun as we are watching the X-Men in the animated series from the 90s. It is just fun entertainment to do in between the Marvel plus content or the Disney plus content and the MCU movies. And if you want to talk to us about it, go ahead and hit us up on Twitter or more appropriately, go to our discord server at gunnageek.com slash discord. And you will find the legends of shield channel. And we can talk all about what's going on with Marvel studios. And I want to thank you three for going week after week and taking care of business and keeping things running. And y'all, every time I would, you know, dip in and listen to an episode, it's fantastic hearing y'all's voices. I'm glad to be back. <laughs> I've missed you guys. We have missed you. Thank you, everyone who consumes this product. We know there is a lot out there. And if you want to hear more from me i'm on twitter at shell underscore game everybody who takes the time to let this show into their ear holes is a new friend waiting to happen unless i already know you and we're already friends then we're already friends so we don't have to wait for it and if you want to hear more from me and potentially the other hosts of this show in the past or in the future depending on how things all work out you can head on over to playcomics.com where as we're recording today, I had a top secret bonus episode that was supposed to come out yesterday, but I don't understand the difference between the 20th and the 21st, apparently. So today, you could have heard me talk to Leslie Julian about his comic head cases. And I'm over at Better Podcasting, and the show that's active right now is Better Podcasting Chats with SP. I just had a phenomenal chat with a Transformer podcaster that's been podcasting for nine years. His name's Jeremy Dennis, and he runs and is part of the Transmissions Network, and he's been a co-host on the Transmissions podcast. Since it began, they are approaching 500 episodes in just a few short weeks. So if you want to know more about that, go on over to betterpodcasting.com, and those episodes will soon be posted over there. All right, guys, until next time, I'm still Director SP. I'm still Agent Lauren. Yeah, I am Agent Michelle. Agent Chris for now, but we'll see what happens next week. Never know. Continuity could be broken. I hope not. Can't take it. Thank you for listening. If you want to leave us feedback, go to gunageek.com and you will find all our contact information and other shows. 
You can also visit legendsofshield.com where you find our complete archive of podcasts. The music heard on this podcast is by Kevin McLeod, found at incompetech.com and also artists on pond5.com and audiojungle.net. The opinions heard on this podcast are those of the individual hosts and do not represent Stargate Pioneer Productions, Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. or Gunna Geek. Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. is the property of the Disney Corporation, Marvel Studios, and ABC. No infringement is intended. It's so weird. I can see me. <laughs> yeah, and you've tilted your camera up so we won't see your cat. Oh. Oh, God. So Scott and I picked up Stray and we're playing it. And I play, when I play, I wear headphones. Scott has been um, just having the speakers. So Pike got very interested and kept jumping up and sh- like just shoving himself in front of the monitor. Very cute. <laughs> Frustrating, but cute. Mojo had some yeah, some mojo with his fighting for a while. I mean, I was surprised the big guy could actually do stuff. Yeah, but did anybody else notice that Beast and Rogue were getting chased around by a dinosaur very suspiciously colored like Barney? No, it was totally intentional. I know, there's so much fourth wall breaking. I pay my actors. I guess I have to. Goodness. Treat people like humans? Why? And the pirate ship. I mean, awesome. Made for TV. All right, everybody. See everybody next week. Bye. 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 Legends of S.H.I.E.L.D. is copyright 2013 through 2022.